Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey i got a radio show yeah man real grateful for that you know it's funny man. i remember when i um first started out in radio a lot of my peers laughed at me it was um you know some of it was being mean-spirited some of it was just you know mocking me i'm, I'm used to stuff like that but um I uh, had as a special guest on my show, uh, Joel Osteen, on my talk show. And you know something, man? He he said something that was, I can't remember the scripture. I don't know exactly how it went. Like, we were having a long conversation. But the gist of it was, don't be upset with where you are now. And don't be upset with the small things in your life. Be grateful for the small things and the small position that you have right now. Because you don't know where that's going. You don't know what that's going to be one day. You don't know what that's going to lead to. And that was very uh, warming to hear him say that. But it also reminded me of when I started in radio, how small it was. It reminded me of when I started in stand-up making $25 a show. It reminded me of the cars I used to drive and the cars I didn't have. It reminds me of not having a home at a period in my life and what God has allowed me to live in now. So don't be distraught over your position now and don't be ungrateful or unappreciative for the things you have now because you don't know what that's going to grow into. And that's really the gist of what he got that I, that I got from what he was saying. I just wanted to share that with you that where you are now is so temporary because now, like I've said before, now is a fleeting moment. As soon as you say now, right after you finish saying now, that moment that you claimed as now, that's gone. So the where you are now is a very fleeting process. Now, you can change where you are now, and you can change how you feel about where you're at now, and you can change about where you're going by simply changing your mind. It is no different. I'm telling you, folks, the thing that I've learned about successful people is not so much what they do. It's not what they have. It's not how I see them functioning. The biggest thing I've learned about successful people is how they think. That's the thing that's different. It's how they think. And I'm telling you that you can change the way you think on any subject and start becoming successful towards that starting now. And that, you have to understand that, man. The biggest difference I've noticed between successful people and non-successful people is how they think. I was um, reading where this guy said that he was taught all wrong about money. He said that his father was very negative about money. He, all throughout his life, he heard his father say, you know, People who got money have walked on somebody to get it or cheated somebody to get it. People who have money, money is the root of all evil. Money is money is this. And people who got money, you know, don't deserve it. They've done something wrong to get it. Yada, yada. So he said he grew up the whole time 
thinking that having money was something was wrong with that. He discovered that it wasn't, you know. Now, look, you can choose to be successful any way you want to. I've chosen several ways to be successful. I want to be a very, very successful father. I think that's one of the things that's paramount in my life that I really am working hard right now to become a successful father. Not a successful father in terms of money, but a successful father in terms of offering the amount of love and guidance and leadership and the example that my children need to look at. That's what I'm really, really working hard at now. I want to be successful as a father, but also I want to be successful as a husband. You know, I want Marjorie to always know that she can count on me, to not have to wonder about me or look for me. You know, I, I want her to feel secure in the fact that I, I really have gotten it right, that I really am focused on being a good husband to her because it means so much to me. Having gone through everything I've gone through and then having God to have, at this stage of my life, given me such a wonderful gift, I, I want do want to show her how much I appreciate it. Uh, you know, so I'm working hard on a lot of levels. I'm working hard and trying very strong to be a, a, a successful motivator of people. I want to be a sharer of information to people that will uplift others and give others the same things that I've learned through the trials and tribulations of my life, but at the same time share that information and use the power of this microphone to uplift people, you know, not to destroy. My show is not about, oh, guess what so-and-so said, guess what so-and-so did. I, I, I don't like mean-spirited things about people, you know. I joke with people who call in, that's another thing. But I don't like destroying people with the power of the microphone. So I'm working very hard on being successful in a lot of areas of my life. Now, also, I do care about being financially successful, too, because my father, the one, one of the gifts he gave me was a very simple gift he told me a long time ago. He said, son, the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one of them. And that stuck with me. And this was a hardworking man who was a coal miner who worked construction his entire life. My father didn't have an easy life, man. My father didn't sit behind a microphone. My father didn't come to work and people cheered for him. My father wasn't famous. My father was just a go-get-it dude. Now, he instilled that in me, and I've taken that and applied it to my craft, and I thank God for him for that. But I do try to be financially successful so that I can do some things with it to help some other people. Now, am I uh, opposed to having nice things? No. Do I apologize for having nice things? No. And why should I? I work. I work. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not on the radio asking to give me money, you know, so I can go buy a car. I'm, I'm working. So I, I don't feel how you want to feel, and other people do feel that way about it. But if success in terms of finance is what you're lacking, you can go about the business of doing that. I'm, I'm writing a book, and that whole book is about teaching people how to become successful. And, man, I'm breaking it down in a way where everybody can get it, man, because I want the college student to get it. You know, I want, I want the, the, the working mom to get it, the single mom to get it, the, 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 uh, the hardworking father that's been trying to hold his family together can get it, the father that ain't ever got it together and feel that because of that reason he can't be the father he needs to be. I'm writing something, man, to put it into words to let you know that God is a forgiving God. And that God is a merciful God. And that God 
can get you out of any situation you find yourself in. You just can't beat yourself up every time you make a mistake. I make mistakes all the time, man. I just got to remind myself to get up. I ask God for forgiveness. I call on his mercy and his grace, and I get up and I go again. But it's coming, man. And if finance success is what you want, you got to change your mind. You got to start thinking about how to produce it. You got what well, you got to just this is not what you do first. The first thing you do is you got to ask. You got to ask, ask to have a life and have a life more abundantly. That's a scripture that he comes to you to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. That's a scripture. That ain't a joke. That ain't a theory. That's a fact. And the fact that if you don't have a life of abundance, you can get that by asking. Now, follow the rest of it, but it starts by asking. Then it starts by believing. And the how-to, don't even worry about that. He takes care of that himself. He'll send the stuff your way. But you got to be willing to put some effort in this thing now, and you can do it. Okay, I know I was a little uh, around the place today, but that's what it was. So, you know, let's go get it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And everybody around the world, you are listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today's show is dedicated to people who like to smile. Okay. Yeah, if you like to smile, this show is dedicated to you. Grin with your bad self. Yeah. Kirk Franklin got a song out saying you look so much better when you smile. Yes. You got to smile, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Ugly people look better when they smile. <laughs> yes, they do. Pretty people look prettier when they smile. Yeah, the they song do. is simple. You look so much better yeah. when you smile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While you're going through, smile. So this smile. is for everybody that likes to smile. I I do like smiling. I like Seriously. grinning. I like flat mm-hmm. out laughing. Hollering. Yeah. <laughs> and Tommy, I want to thank you, man, for giving me some holler-ass moments. <laughs> like what? Oh, he done take some good ones, boy. That's- boy, when that fool said that if he win that lotto, that power ball, <laughs> he has got to find the way. What you say, Tommy? Uh, I got to figure out how to get away from my family. <laughs> I'm I'm staging my death right in front of him. Cause Shirley's swearing. That's so funny to me, man. I couldn't breathe good because he knows. Yeah, that was not funny to me. If he gets six hundred million dollars, he ain't gonna act right. And I don't want to keep explaining this to my wife where I been. Where they at is where I be, so they can see me. <laughs> he don't want to walk in there with another woman in front of his wife, but he's no. going to do it. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> he got six on me. I don't want your girlfriend uh, oh, you be a dead taking a picture of me and sending it to you in the restaurant. Because <laughs> I'm finna go out. <laughs> so I don't want nobody, your brother-in-law, he a bouncer yeah. down at the Cheetah. He don't need to see a, send you the video of me making it rain. He's going to be a dead millionaire. I'm just uh, going to say that. That's why Tommy said he got to get away from his family. <laughs> fake his so death. So not to bring this shame on him. Yeah, to fake his death. He had to, Shirley. That fool. That, that Only hollered. the guys on this show like that. Shirley, I was hollering. I know you were. I couldn't breathe good. Man. I want to thank you, Tommy, man, for making me. That's 
I ain't laughed that hard since <laughs> that one right there. I've had some good laughs. He looking at his wife and saying, I'm finna get away from you. And how Amen. is that funny? Explain the, the, the humor in that. Because yeah, I surely. don't get because it. Because he ain't gonna act right with this money, Shirley. He <laughs> gonna be shackled money. after 600 million. <laughs> right after the joy of winning, <laughs> I'm finna start to slavery. Now, dog, now me, on the other hand, Thank 700 million, mm-hmm. me and Marjorie, dog, we think man. you're balling now. Dog. <laughs> dog, I'm gonna have to shut sh- I'm, I'm Instagram off. <laughs> Why? 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 Too much. Every picture of us is going to be fabulous. I'm going to just have to shut it off. I okay, can't I, explain I, where we are and what we got on. I'm sorry. Surely I would do this. Okay. If I just had to keep the family together, mm-hmm. I move next door to them. Boy, okay, we got to go. I love this boy. He's stupid. We have to go, Bye. and we'll be back, and we're going to talk about the Deaf Comedy Jam 25th anniversary. All right? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right, nephew, you're up next. We'll be back at 32 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we are celebrating Deaf Comedy Jam's 25th anniversary special on Netflix. Come on, nephew and Steve. It is time for something funny. What you got, nephew? All right, Uncle Steve, as you know, man, Def Comedy Jam 25 marks the 25th anniversary of the pioneering comedy series Def Comedy Jam, which gave several major uh, black comedians and comedians their first major start, who would then go on to be amazing with the... Do it again, Tommy. Who would then go on and have careers and become... Down, ma- okay, sir. Same sir. commercial. Is this a yeah, just say, just say your experience, seconds. Tommy, and... If you don't want to read well, it's, it. Well, it reads like commercial. I, sh- I should have. Yeah, um, but just, yeah I just took thing. from that copy. Just, you uh, can add lyrics. Oh, this ain't, well, this ain't content on the show? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Okay, go ahead, Tom. Just a quick right. reading it. Just take your time. Yes, sir. All right, Uncle Steve, it's going down, man. Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. And, uh, number 25. This is the 25th anniversary of the, you know, the uh, pioneering comedy series, Def yeah. Jam, which... You know, this gave everybody what all the comedians their y'all first major start. So, I'm happy to know that my uncle is in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that. So yeah. on the 26th next Tuesday yeah, is going Netflix. down. Yeah. Netflix, baby, you don't want to miss it. This is Bill Bellamy, Martin Lawrence, Cedric the yeah. Entertainer, David Chappelle, Cat <laughs> Williams, Mike Epps. Oh my God, Dale Gibbons. Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, the one and only Steve Harvey. J.D. Brown clip is on there too, boy. Okay, Ooh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we can't forget who DJing. Kid Capri. Hey, dog, Kid was outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got to see this, man, because this right here was really, man, the first time I've ever mm-hmm. uh, been around that many black acts of notoriety. Ever. The mm-hmm. only two that was missing was Rock and, and Kevin Hart, and they both sent in tapes. Okay. They was the only two missing, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was Dave there. Chappelle was was there. Joe Torrey in the building? Yeah, yeah, Joe T was there, man. Uh, Quake was there. Bruce Bruce was <laughs> there. Alex Thomas was there. Chris Spencer was there. Buddy Lewis was there. Mm-hmm. Mark Curry was there. Mm-hmm. Laura Hayes was there. Adele. Givens oh, ripped yes. the joint. She went out and did, did a she? set. Oh did she? Adele went out and did a set. I Do you her. hear me? Yeah. In yeah. front of comedians. We was in the flow laughing. 
That doggone Dale Givens told a mouth out. She had the best performance of the entire night. Really? Hands down. Oh, this girl right here was all pro, man. All pro. She walked out there and let them have it. Yeah, and and other women. Cheryl was there, a very unsure. Cheryl Underwood, Issa Rae. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Some more didn't make it. Look at you saying on the right. right. Some more didn't make it. No, some more didn't make it. Some footage for some more is there. Okay, good. Okay. Good. DL okay, hold on, hold on. was there. Said was there. We paid tribute to Kings, walked out and paid tribute to B Mac. All right. Oh, dog, it was bad. I can't wait to speak, see Speaking it. of footage, Unc, do you remember this one right here? White people get drunk. So I'm going to tell you something white folks do that you never really knew about. Here what white folks do they get a bunch of them together and they get in a car. Then they drive to a bar, and they go in there, and they start drinking. Well, they leave that bar, they get in their car again, and they drive to another bar. <laughs> now, they get drunk in that bar, but they don't stop there. They get their drunk ass back in the car, and they drive to another bar. Now, they drunk as hell. <laughs> then they drive home, and one of them throw up in the other one's car. Yeah. Then they go to work the next morning and say, ah! Listening to it, uh-huh. I forgot where it said. I started laughing. It said, "As soon as we see that wind, he started doing it. He started doing it. That's funny. That's why you need to watch. Uh uh. What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Okay, okay, I'm digging deep into the archive. All right, that was a good one, Tommy. Let's go. This one right here is for the late great Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, mother. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And New York and y'all motherfucking women look good. Y'all like a bacon and egg sandwich look good. But I love sex. I love it. King no more. And I'm blessed. I'm big boned. I'm heavy structured. I'm hung low. If I pull my out, this whole room get dark. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, mother. I love, I love sex, man. I love it by the pound. I'd be glad when they put that shit in cans. Can you imagine sex in cans? Mother be shoplifting and shit. Folks be playing ball, man. They know what you can really do, man. I'm time to give me a six pack of I'm going in. Kick it! 
You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. We can't wait. This Tuesday, September 26th. Don't miss Def Comedy Jam 25 special on Netflix. My uncle is in the building. Coming up next, the nephew back again with Run That Prank Back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with our national news. But first, here's the nephew with Run That Prank Back. Let's go, Neff. Surrogate mother. Mm. Surrogate. Because sometimes you got to loan out you, yourself. man. Damn. <laughs> sometimes you got to loan out yourself. Surrogate mother. Do that. Do it for the team. Shut up for the team. I cannot. Have a baby for the team. What? No. What's wrong with having a baby for the team? Hey, man, you said it. Let's play the damn prank. <laughs> Why are you mad about it? I know. You always got a prank or two, dog. You know I, mean? I love you it. You keep on, a prank or two, man. Come on, Tommy. You know what I'm saying? Now, you're going to get prank slapped you keep on. <laughs> but you got a prank or two that bother me, man. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to mess around. And get, okay. What? Say it. Okay. what? You're going to get prank stated up in here, I'm telling you. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, um, Roderick, please, can, I, can I speak to Roderick? Yeah, this is Roderick. Hey, uh, this is Calvin, man. How you doing? I go to the same church y'all go to. Okay. I, I got your number from one of the guys at the church, man. They, they told me that if I wanted to talk to you, I could, I could reach out to you or whatever. I, how you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. How can I help you? Your, your wife, man, does she... I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but she seems to be real fit. Does she does she work out all the time? Yeah, she go to the gym every once in a while, bro. Yeah. Who who, who is this, bro? Like I said, my name's Calvin, man. We go to the same church. Listen, me and my wife been trying for a long time, man, to actually have some kids. And okay. to be honest with you, Roger, man, it just, it just ain't happening, dog. I mean, we've been trying and trying. But what I'm trying to do now is just find another type of way to make this happen. Now, you say your wife is, is, is in good condition, right? My wife is in good condition, brother. What what does she got to do with you and your wife trying to have a baby? She, you know, now, y'all already got kids, don't you? Y'all got, like, from what the brother at the church told me, y'all got three kids, right? Yeah, we got three. I got two boys and a girl. Okay. Here's what I'm trying to do, man. I was hoping that I could find somebody, a female, that would be a good surrogate mother. A what? You you know what I'm saying is like, cause my wife. I mean, you know, we want to have kids, man. We want to have oh, a family. Oh, oh, hold on, brother. You just said you try, you looking for a surrogate mother, and the brother of the church told you to call me. Well, no, no, no. Ain't nobody tell me to actually call you. I I asked them about you and your wife. You know, I asked them for your phone number so I could actually call you myself, man. Wait a minute. So you've been you've been eyeing my wife. No, 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 no. Not I ain't been. I, see, you looking at it wrong. Listen. What I was saying oh. is that your, your wife just seems like a healthy, healthy person. I want to be able to have a healthy child, man. I really do, man. That, me and my wife, we... we Listen, you called me about my wife, and you want her to be a surrogate mother for you. I don't even know why we're on the phone, brother. Here's the real deal, man. Me and my wife, we can't have kids. We tried and tried and tried. And, you know, biologically, we've just been going through it and going through it, man. And I was just, you know, I've seen your wife. She's healthy. I see y'all at church all the time. And I was just, like, reaching out, man. Maybe somebody wouldn't mind being the surrogate mother for, for, for me and my wife so we can have a child. I'm thinking surrogate mother. 
Hold on, brother. You calling me to see if my wife can be a surrogate mother to your child? No, and I, I know it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, you know you what, I, and, 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 I think you hey. lost your mind, brother. <sighs> Out of all the members in the church, you calling me to get my wife to have your baby? No, I know it sounds crazy, man. I so do. It I know it stupid. sounds crazy. But I'm just... ignorant, brother. I'm sorry? You sound ignorant. Man, there's so many places to go adopt a baby. I can take you down to the county courthouse and show you kids need to adopt right now. But you can go to Africa like 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 all the rest of them people and go find you a baby. You're going to call me and my wife? There's 20,000 members in this church. Do you know how stupid you sound, brother? No, no, br- brother, brother. I, and, man, listen, man, I'm not trying to come across like that, man. Well, how are you trying to come across, brother? You done done it. Just hear me out, man. I don't want you to. Man, go, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, man. Okay. We looking for a surrogate mother. We look we we seen your your wife and we thought she'd be a great surrogate mother. And I know it sounds crazy for me to pick you out of all the people that go to the church. I understand that, man. I mm-hmm. do. But listen, we would love for your wife to be the surrogate mother. And we willing to pay for this. Man, this ain't about But listen to me. If you don't mind, we don't want to do this with no test tubes and all that where they they mix my seed with her with with, with her egg. We want to do this naturally. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You want to repeat what you just said, man. You, you, you got to understand a real man want to do want to do man, it you, realistically. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying. You, I brother, brother, hold up, hold up, brother. You, are you telling me that you want to have sex with my wife? But I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you, you, you want to have me a, lose all my Christianity right now, brother. You want to have a baby the real way, though. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn having the fake way. You tell me you want to lay down in a bed with my. Wife? But dog, you already got three kids. Think about the people that can't have them. Don't man. go adopt the baby, man. Take your down there and go adopt the damn baby. Cause you didn't go see a damn psychiatrist. Bro, so, well, I don't want to have your baby. Do you know what you sound like? Dog, you crazy? I, I know it sounds crazy, man. I do. How did how did you get my number, man? Listen how to did me. you get my number? I got your number from one of the brothers at the church. Now listen, I'm gonna just be real with you like a man. I wanted to come at you first. And talk to you like a man and see, you know, if you was cool with the proposition. But look, come Sunday, I'm going to go to your wife and just talk to her. What? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to talk to your wife and see if you lost your mind. I told you to answer no. Now you tell me you're going to go around me and ask me. What you ain't going to do is talk to my wife. You yeah, call I'm my telling wife. you right you now. I'm talking to your wife You call Sunday, my wife. Okay? I'm going to tell you what's really going to happen. I'm you call my wife. your wife next Sunday. I'm not going to sit and go through this with and you back and forth. I'm talking to her next Sunday. Next Sunday, I'm going to whoop your You ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm going to whoop your Me and my wife, we deserve a child, too. You ain't, you ain't going to stand in the middle of this. I'm in the middle of this. You lost your mind. You talk to my wife next week you want to. I got one more thing I want to say to you, man. Is you listening to me? Say what the you got to say so you can get off my phone. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. What? <laughs> this is who? <laughs> this is, this, listen. Man, who this is this man? This Nephew Tommy, man, from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your homeboy got me to prank phone call you. Man, I'm... I'm over here, man. My head is spinning. <laughs> you all right, man? Got me going, brother. I'm I'm ready to fight, brother. <laughs> hey, I got one more thing to ask you, big dog. What, what, what is up, man? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. 
Man, the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Y'all got me this morning, man. Y'all got me, man. Is you still mad about the prank? He's talking He's to you, talking Uncle you, huh? Steve. Man, I ain't studying here. <laughs> he said, I see. I see. Now it's time for you to be pranked again. I see. Oh, I see. Now. See, you didn't got. You didn't. You didn't got two, three more shows. You all let you. You think you unprinkable? That's. You, I think you, you're right, nephew. You may be I think it's something. Time. Yeah. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do it while he on his show. I'm going to figure out how to do it. <laughs> oh, you got to get with the producers. I'll tell you how to do it. i get with mm-hmm. all of them, but we're going to set him up just, mm-hmm. just. Oh. Mm. I got I know how to do it. Just okay. text me, Tommy. How, how, oh, Junior, you I, in I, on it, I can tell you. All right. Oh, we got to get him. Oh, that'd be great. That's be good. Yeah, that'd be great. You. Oh. We talking about you. Yeah, the one and you. only, Steve okay. Harvey. Well, that's, you know, in order to get some, you got to bring some. Prank, prank, this one prank can go bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, listen, guys. Miss Ann is coming up next with national All news. Right. Mess, around, the, mess around be your last prank. <laughs> she'll have the latest on Hurricane Maria and Jose and uh, Mexico. Lord Mexico is struggling with the second earthquake. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we go. Your talk show today. Two very interesting guests from the Kardashians, Khloe Kardashian and Scott Disick. Khloe Kardashian was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. She got nice. an outfit on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You gonna want Really? Long. I can't wait to see it. Oh, she was, was so it, fly. Was it from her line or? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't okay. ask that. I know okay. she had okay. on a Chanel belt. That ain't oh. from her line. No, no, it's no. not. It's no, no, it's in her yeah. shoes wasn't from her. Them shoes, the shoes she had on so funky. Uh, yeah. Really? I told her, I said, Marjorie gonna want them shoes. She said, Steve, Marjorie has them. Shoes. <laughs> 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 she said, please. Oh, man, she good. she was really cool. Oh, she good. She was really, really cool. She was. And like Scott? Chloe. You know, he was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, I don't really know him, you know, mm-hmm. like that. I don't yeah. really know. Mm-hmm. I never met him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was my first time time. meeting her. Really? Yeah, I met the rest of them. I've met um, Kim, the mom. Kylie, mm-hmm. or oh, the mom. The Chris. mom is really cool, man. Uh-huh. She's really cool. Yeah. Well, you can't be in LA, back in L.A. and not have the Kardashians on. I mean, right. <laughs> on your show, right? <laughs> right? Of course, you know, I'm looking for Kim and uh, Kanye. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This is my wish list for dream guests. Okay. At the top of the list, mm-hmm. Barack and Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's at the top of my uh-huh, list. Uh-huh. If I could get them, man, that would really make. Uh, next on the list is Jay and Beyonce. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to yeah. get them on the show. Uh-huh. Okay. Together or you want uh, them together as a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be good. I like Kevin you. Hart mm-hmm. and his wife would be my next mm-hmm. Okay, guest. Nico. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Kevin, man, uh, you know, um, he's... Kevin's a friend of mine, so all mm-hmm. this just swirling around him, you know, he gonna survive it. It's it's a tough, tough position to be in. I think everybody learns a lesson here. I think, uh, you know, you have to make allotment for people to err, man. You know, stop thinking because people are celebrities or they ministers they're perfect. that mm-hmm. they not humans, man. Right. Mm-hmm. They all human beings. Absolutely, and subject uh, to error. And right. once you're famous, your mistakes have a spotlight on them. Mm-hmm. And the mistakes become glaring to the public. You know, my uh, hope for all of this is that their family can survive it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's my only hope in this thing is that their family can survive. Kevin's strong enough to take this. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm out there in the light, I'm strong enough to take it. What the concern is, his children and his wife. Now, I know what everybody going to say. Well, he should have thought about that. I got all of that. I got all of that, what you're saying. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm not passing judgment here, and I'm definitely not giving anybody a free pass. I'm just talking about the part of it that when you do make the mistake, can we can we make allotment for that? Or are we so perfect in our own life? That we just we just ready to climb on the wagon and just run him run him out of town. I don't think that's the case. I think that he's made a mistake. He admitted to it. They tried to extort him. You know, he's fighting it. None of this would have happened had it never happened, though. And so that's still there. Right. So, but he's my friend, so I'm standing beside yeah, him. Period. And extortion is we against the law. <laughs> yeah. He's my friend, mm-hmm. so I, I yeah. stand beside. I stand beside all my friends when they make mistakes. Hopefully, they will stand next to me. Yeah. All right, uh, yep. she's here, Steve, with more of today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, and there's a lot to talk about, and good morning, everybody out there. The most powerful hurricane to hit Puerto Rico in decades has cut a path of destruction across the island. Governor Ricardo Rossello says that at least one person has died as a result of the storm and that the U.S. Commonwealth's power structure, the infrastructure, has been so badly damaged it could take months before all the residents and businesses are back online. In fact, the entire island of Puerto Rico is in the dark this morning. No power on the entire island, and there's a 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Curfew. Meanwhile, 14 people were killed in Dominica. Hurricane Maria now heading for the Dominican Republic and the Bahamas as a Category 4 hurricane and then on to Turks and Caicos, which was really ravaged by Hurricane Harvey. More than 245 people, meanwhile, reported killed in Mexico as a result of this week's earthquake, the second one to hit that country in two weeks. Some 25 of the victims were children who were in a school in southern Mexico City. They're trying to get another child out of that school. They believe that child's alive. They're trying to painstakingly try to get that child out. Rescue efforts continue. Mexican President Pena Nieto has announced three days of national mourning in honor of the victims. Republicans making a last-ditch effort to undo uh, President Obama's health care law. One of the legislators leading the effort, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, says he's confident this time is going to work. At the end of the day, I really believe we're going to get 50 Republican votes, and I make a prediction. There are going to be a lot of Democrats struggling with a no vote. The GOP wants to replace Obamacare with a plan that provides block grants to the states. We have some sad news out of uh, Hollywood and also the boxing world, really. Uh, the boxer Jake LaMotta has died. Jake LaMotta was the middleweight champion sh- who, uh, whose life in and out of the ring was depicted in the movie Raging Bull. It was a very violent life, apparently. He was played by Robert De Niro. You may remember. It was you, Charlie. You was my brother. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You should have looked out for me just a little bit. You should have taken care of me just a little bit. That was from the movie Raging Bull. Jake LaMotta died in a Miami area hospital this week. He was 95 years old. The Trump administration, by the way, has selected a civil rights attorney and businessman to head up the White House Initiative on Historically Black Colleges and Universities, or HBCUs. Jonathan M. Hollyfield has been selected to be a liaison between the White House and the black college system. Hollyfield is best known for his views on economic development and opportunity. However, President Trump's budget offers little to no financial relief for HBCUs who've been struggling. And Trump has even questioned the federal funding earmarked for construction projects on historically 
historically black institutions because he says they benefit schools on the basis of race. Well, today is Miniature Golf Day, Day of Peace, and also World Gratitude Day. Yes, thank you for everything. Eugene the Butterfly, 20 minutes after the hour. Stay tuned to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, please introduce Eugene uh, the Butterfly. And do it nicely like you did yesterday. I was good. He was happy with that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. put your hands together for Junior. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the butterfly. It is that time. Wow. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That's the last like time it. I'm doing that. I don't want to do that no more. I don't like that. No, That's it's good. good. It's fine. I, I really was great. just introducing you. I wouldn't really. No, no, I'm talking about him. I don't really want to do that. No, I thought it was great. You guys were both good. Go ahead, good. Butterfly. Good energy yeah. and everything. Yeah, great. Come it on, was Butterfly. good energy, but, then the, but to come back at the end and, and then not like it, that's yeah, not good. Because you're going to use it against me. That's why. I'm not going to use it Do you know the Butterfly? Because I do. That's a jam, man. It is a jam. It's your time. Go ahead, Butterfly. Hurry up. Okay. Um... Where they cut in again. Do you know See, the butterfly? Because I do. <sighs> that was good, guys. Yeah, very, very good. I'm, I'm go. loving it. Um, up and- so here's what's going on. Today is, well, it's Eugene National Deodorant Day. <sighs> and it's, it, do you feel fresh? That? Just that? No, I'm sorry. Do, do you know the butterfly? Because I Okay, so it's National Deodorant, Eugene's National Deodorant Day. I was going to go around and ask people the different types of deodorant they use. Why? As long as we use it. (laughs) That's what matters. But, you know, you want to know what kind your coworkers are. Okay, what kind do you use? Mitchum. Oh, you use Mitch. No, Mitchum. (laughs) Oh, my God. What kind do you use, Mr. Harvey? I like (laughs) Tussie. I do, too. Oh, it's Tussie. It's Tussie. Got my ass whooped yeah. that one time. <laughs> Shirley, Shirley and Carla. I got my ass whooped doing, doing, the, uh, doing a commercial in my bathroom when I was a little boy because uh-huh. I had a TV show, and I was had seen them go to a commercial break. This show was brought to you by, so I was in the oh, bathroom. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was doing this show, <laughs> and uh, I looked down on the top of the commode, and my, and my mama's... Uh, Tussie was on there. So I was doing the commercial (laughs) with no shirt on. That little skinny ass little boy. And I was in there. I like Tussie. I like Tussie. And I was doing the Tussie commercial. My mama came in and heard me, but my mama couldn't hear good. So she thought I was using the P word. Yeah. She took that water bottle down off the back of that door. I didn't see it. All I heard was whoosh. She just lashed me with that hose that was on the back of the door. I smelled vinegar. I didn't know what was happening to me. I was getting my ass whooped. All because I was doing what I thought was a legitimate commercial. We got to go. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, what Steve? Hey, we back. Okay. Well, we back. We yeah. I didn't give Eugene time to do his segment because uh-huh. I was doing something greater than his segment. 
a bit. <laughs> a Tussie commercial. <laughs> yeah. I was doing the, uh, it's a Tussie commercial, uh-huh. but at the time, I didn't know it was Tussie. I thought it was Tussie because I only knew one of the words. Yeah. And yeah. it had and to rhyme. deodorant. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was commercial deodorant. The deodorant. So yeah. it was pronounced Tussie, but when I was a little boy, I didn't know. I thought it was Tussie. Yeah. And I was doing my commercial for my TV show. <laughs> How old were you? And, uh, about, about nine. Uh-huh. About nine, I was doing a... <laughs> Put some tussie right here. Put some tussie right there. Put some tussie on me, summer everywhere. Hey. And she walked in that bathroom and she couldn't hear good. Uh And she thought I was using the P word. She took that hot water bottle down off the back of the door. Everybody remember what that was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And took that cord and went whoosh across my back. Ow. I was Denzel in glory. <laughs> One tear. <laughs> on that wagon wheel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't even holler. It was so shocking. Wow. You uh. sitting up in here and just start lashing me. You gonna, we Christians, we don't do that in this family. You don't say the P word in here. I'm gonna beat the skin off your back. And I'm trying to point uh-huh. at the little jaw a tussie uh-huh. to let her know that I'm doing a tussie yeah, commercial. commercial on your TV show, yeah. But I'm getting beat so bad I can't talk. All I'm doing is pointing oh, man. at the little jaw a tussie, what I thought was tussie. <laughs> I later found out it's tussie. Uh-huh. But at the time, though, I was getting an ass whooping of my life because my mama thought I had said the P word. Wow. Well, did she ever find out? Uh-uh, didn't give a damn. <laughs> it was no explaining That's that. That's one yeah. thing about whoopers. Once they over, they through with the yeah. whole thing. Because yeah. my whole explanation, how you going to do a song like that? Well, what I'm going to tell her? Because she already can't hear good. Now what I'm going to tell her? <laughs> you finna say it again? I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Mama, I was talking about tussing. What I just did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, so I already knew my explanation wasn't going to be good. But so, I'm... Eugene... Yes, Stephen. So you use Mitchum? I use Mitchum and Secret. I know you use Secret because Secret is strong enough for a man, but made. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the (laughs) reason. He just did the commercial. (laughs) That's the slogan. That's the slogan. So you and Jim, you don't wear Secret? No. (laughs) No, man. If it's strong enough for you, why you can't use Secret? Because I do Old Spice. Boy, that's my deodorant. That's what I, I, I wear. Use old, I wear Old Spice in honor of my father. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Other ass what, what I got. You, you got another one? Yeah, I got beat by everything in that bag. <laughs> How many deodorants did you get? <laughs> yeah, you didn't that, man. That's where, where was, you did your TV show in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I, every day I did my TV show after my daddy <laughs> shaved. I went in there and stood on my little box and uh-huh. did my TV show in that little brown mirror uh-huh. with all the cracks in it. <laughs> and so, man. you know, I, I did my TV show. So I was in there and uh, I had an old spice book with me because I was doing an old spice commercial and I didn't know I was naked. <laughs> And my daddy told me not to use his Old Spice because that was his cologne, but I was splashing on my hand and I got some on my little testicles. Oh, oh. yeah. But I didn't oh. know as a little boy what that was finna do to me. So I was doing an Old Spice commercial. I was doing the Old Spice commercial and then I noticed that my little 
My little hummers was humming, <laughs> and they was starting to catch on fire. Wow. And then after about three minutes, they was on fully aflame. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm holding them, looking at them with more Old Spice on my hand. <laughs> so I got Old Spice all over my And that Old Spice is spicy. <laughs> and that's when I started singing the song. Chestnuts roasting <laughs> on an open oh, fire. Oh, Christmas Jack song. Frost nipping at your nose. Oh, so that, that was another. another beat I've had down. a lot of traumatic times yes. in the bathroom. We'll be back. Oh, Don't deodorant, forget. though. Yes. Deodorant and old spots. I got whipped about everything. And I'll tell you, tidy bowl ass woman. I'll tell you what <laughs> too. We will be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, don't forget today's strawberry letter is on tap. But first, the nephew in the building with the prank phone call. Carla? Yes, Tommy. Oak Triosity. Yes, bring it! Oak Triosity. I'm finna get married. Come on. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Marvin, please. Yes, Marvin speaking. Uh, Marvin, hi. I'm calling you from Doc's office. I'm actually the lab technician. Um, and you, you came in and got a physical, I guess, about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. And it's my understanding, this is for your for your occupation, correct? Yeah. Okay. You, you're in that. What do you do for a living? When you're a. Um... Oh yeah, I'm a truck driver. Okay. Now I was giving you a call about. I'm here looking at your records and all the testings that you actually went through. Um, wow. Let's see. Have you had any? Have you had any activity or any problems around your navel area? Nah, everything been fine. Okay. Everything all right, huh? Yeah, everything is fine. But I mean, you you haven't had any any type of uh, nothing, no breakout or anything around your navel or whatsoever. Nah, man. The second time you asked me about my navel. Nah, everything's going straight, man. Okay. I'm trying to see what's going on, man. What's happening? Okay. Actually, you've been diagnosed with um. Oak triositis. And oak triositis, oak. oak triositis is actually a fungus that comes out of South America. And you, you, you have no activity whatsoever around your navel? No, man, quit asking the same thing, man. Oak triositis. It's oak triositis, sir. And what, what, what do you say that? What that is is actually, you're, you're, if you haven't had it yet, you say you haven't had any activity, there's going to be like a small little tree that's going to be growing from your navel. And it, it gets about six inches long, and it, it probably bears about, probably about 25 to 30 leaves on it. But it's very small. Whoa, whoa, run that back by me. You see a tree going to be growing out my navel. It's going to be a small tree, and uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to have to get you to come back in. Probably in the next month, we're going to need you to come in so we can check it out. But it's got to grow its fullest potential before we can actually do anything to it. Nah, I can't come in in no month. I got to come in today, man. Somebody got to tell no, we, me what's we, going we, on, we, man. We, get this problem resolved, man, because I'm going to get married, man. Well, we can't. It has to grow its fullest potential, sir. And uh, the full term is actually like about four weeks before we can actually. Man, I'm not waiting for no four weeks, man. Somebody got to come tell me something right now, nah, man. I ain't finna go married, man, and have to fly out of town, man, and have something growing out my neighbor, man. Y'all going crazy, man. Sir, oak triositis is something that's very rare. We were actually getting this assignment from overseas in South America on how to treat this. Man, I don't give a damn. Where is it, man? Somebody's going to have to come give me some, some help right now, man. I'm finna get ready to get married, man. I'm not finna be putting up with it, man. Somebody in this office, man, got to come down here and do something for me, man. And what you say, if you say I can cut it out myself? 
So the best I can do is probably trim it a bit, you know, and maybe knock a few leaves off, but I cannot touch the full stalk at all. Man, you can cut this put a Band-Aid, do something Sir, to if it, you man. cut it, it's, there's a possibility. Right yeah, you cannot, sir. If you cut it, there's a possibility of hemorrhaging, and you're going to really create a bigger problem than what you have already. Man, I'm trying to get this pulled out, man. You didn't tell me can't nobody in that I drive down there to get this pulled out, man. I'm going to get married in two weeks, man. We're going to fly to Jamaica and can't now. Somebody can do this for me. I pull this out my Sir, you cannot pull it out. You're going to create. That, man. You're going to create a bigger problem if you try to pull it out, sir. The problem is already there. I'm trying to get this hammer, man. You mean to tell me that big hospital ain't now? Man, can help me? Sir, what you want me to do, sir, man? It's not something. I got some... mad out of that out of my stomach, and you telling me it ain't you can do, man. Sir, oak triositis is not something that we treat all the time. Like I said, it hails from South America. So we got. I don't give a for the hell of from Great Britain. Somebody take hospital for me to come down there and help me pull this off, man. Sir, I understand what you're going through, but we have to let it grow its full term, which is four weeks, sir. The full man, root of it. Letting it grow, man. I ain't finna let grow, man. Finna go down right now, man. Y'all gonna have to do something, man. Sir, there's nothing we can do. We can probably trim it a little bit. The trim. Get some chainsaw and cut this. Man, do something. Sir, there's nothing we can do at this point but sit back and wait and let it grow its full term, okay? Can we get I'm you I'm not to... doing no waiting, man. Somebody finna help me right now, man. Sir, can we get an appointment for you in the next four to five weeks? Can we do that? No, you got to get an appointment for me today. I'm finna get married, man. I'm finna fly to Jamaica. Man, I can't have no sticking out of me. I can't even sit at the airport, man. You gonna embarrass me like that, man. I'm sticking out my neighbor, you crazy? Sir, I understand it. And like I said, oak triositis is very rare. And it's it's something that we haven't treated that many times here in the States. But overseas, the message that we're getting is that we need to let it grow its full term. So you may tell me, ain't nobody in America got oak tree. What the f is the name of that man? It's oak triositis, sir. So how the f I get it if don't nobody else in the America got it. Sir, I could not believe that you were coming up with Oktriositis here in the States. It's it's something very rarely seen here. There's been two people in the past that's been diagnosed with this, and they actually passed away. So now you're telling me some died, and you're going to tell me three weeks. Man, I'm coming down another day, man. Somebody's going to do something for me, Sir, man. there's nothing that we can do today until four to five weeks. Of man, I got to go get married. I'm flying to Jamaica, man. Did you... What I just said, man. I'm hearing what you're saying, but I can't do anything if you don't see the tree already coming out of the navel yet. Cut the off. Somebody got to do something now. Damn, what you want me to do, man? I don't know what I want you to do, sir, but I have one more thing I can tell you. Yeah, what you got to say, man? Are you listening? I'm listening to you, man. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your boy Earl. Man, you got to be One more thing to ask you, Marvin, man. 
What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, your ass is out the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you out of there. <laughs> there it is, Carla. That's dedicated Thank to you, you right nephew. there, girl. I appreciate it. <laughs> Y'all can't cut it. Girl, your ass is out the way. <laughs> All yes. right, nephew. Thank you as always. Okay, Steve, you you were gonna tell us about the tidy bowl commercial. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom again I, I doing a you, TV been show. Beat about everything in there, so. <laughs> I was what flushing man? the toilet, right? Uh-huh. And our toilet water was blue. Uh-huh. Mm. And I was just a little boy, so uh-huh. I decided to open up the lid <laughs> to see why this water blue. Uh-huh. Mm. And that dye was all over my hand. Uh-huh. And then my mama said, Steve, get out that bathroom. <laughs> so my hands was wet. Right. So I grabbed the towel Uh-oh. and wiped my hands off. Now it's blue. Yeah. All over the towel. Wow. Oh, oh. So she go in the bathroom. Uh-huh. All I heard was, who? <laughs> Why these towels? Why is my good towels? Oh, not the good ones. Yeah, we had our name, family initial on that. She had just got them. Oh, oh God, Steve. And I had blue all over this towel. She came out there and said, Little Stevie. Did you wipe your hands <laughs> on them good towels? <laughs> yeah. And I said, uh-uh. <laughs> You lied. you lied right there? You lied. Did I lie? I could tell by the tone this ass. Yeah, right. I just wiped right. my hands on them tongue. I got to lie. Somebody else had to. She said, hold your hands out. I held my hands out. It was blue all under my nails and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. She said, boy, and you just lied to me. Oh. You done put that blue all over them good towels. Yeah. I just bought them towels Saturday. Oh. I tell you what. Tell your daddy when he come home that you didn't do that to them tires. Oh. Cause Slick like them tires. Oh. <laughs> I'll be dead. He likes This when did my black ass daddy start like liking tires. I ain't never heard him mention it there. Hey, I know he like watermelon with pepper on it, but I did not have no idea his ass even cared about no damn towel in the bathroom. <laughs> we will be back. Uh, oh, I got my ah, in about an hour, Tony Braxton will be our special guest <laughs> to tell us about her new single, Deadwood, from her forthcoming eighth studio album, Sex and Cigarettes. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up next, today's crazy strawberry letter. You do not want to miss it. Uh, and uh, in about an hour, a little less than an hour, uh, the legend herself, Tony Braxton, will be a special guest in the studio with us. Tony Braxton. Oh. She has a brand new single. It's called here, Deadwood. Who yeah. coming in here? Tony Braxton. She'll be here. You keep your composure. Get your mind right. Oh, okay. Junior. All right, I'll okay. do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But first, uh, let's talk about this. President Donald Trump has a lot on his plate. I mean, he's talking to the U.N. for his first ever speech. Uh, On Tuesday, he spoke there uh, about possibly going to war, destroying North uh, Korea. But once all that was over, then he set his sights on another one of his enemies, uh, Sunday's Emmy Awards. 
Uh, what? Did I just say that? What? Yeah. Uh, Trump tweeted late Tuesday evening about how saddened he was about how bad the ratings were. He went on to describe the ratings for the show that aired on CBS as the worst ever, but it turns out that's not true. Although the ratings weren't stellar, they were slightly better than last year. Last year, the show had a record low of 11.3 million viewers. This year, the show, hosted by Trump nemesis uh, Stephen Colbert, pulled in 11.4 million viewers Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> Trump <Spicer> was down. <laughs> yeah. Trump was a frequent uh, target during the broadcast. The president should have more important things on his mind than the Emmys and the ratings, you would think. Uh, but Trump is obsessed with ratings and crowd size. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but his former press secretary, Sean Spicer, appeared in a cameo. Yeah, uh, this was, yeah, this was a gag about the show's audience playing off his infamous uh, post-inauguration press conference. You know, talking about how many people were at the inauguration. He made up that uh, <laughs> that story crowd about size. yeah the crowd size there. So, um, I mean, really, you would think he's the president, uh, most powerful man uh, in the world. He would have, you know, a lot more to talk about than just the the Emmys on Sunday night. It's it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is. It is. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's really petty. (laughs) It's really petty. But only reason he's mad at the Emmys was because Saturday Night Live was up for so many awards because of their political presence. Alec Baldwin won one because won. of won That's yeah. what the whole problem mm-hmm. is. You can't mm-hmm. be mad at all the damn Emmys. <laughs> right. Come on, man. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Right, because before what? he was president, when he was on uh, a- Apprentice and Celebrity Apprentice, he wanted an Emmy, you know? If he just said, look, <laughs> congratulations to all the Emmy winners, mm-hmm. uh, continued success, that would have been presidential, even though Absolutely. we would still be wondering why you're watching them. Yes. Man, I cussed off. If you had to go out and just tell everybody something you knew was bull crap every day. Every day? Yeah. So I'm going to go out here and lie to these people again. And these are intelligent people. Yes. The press is some pretty smart people. Mm -hmm. Mm Why? And when you piss them off, they really smart. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, we fake news? I bet this ain't fake. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. But, um,. Come on, Donald Trump. <laughs> you don't be so petty. No, I don't think those, those days over. No. No, I don't. No. I don't. I just thought I'd throw it out there. No, right. no, this is it. He doing it. He doing yeah. this thing. He's yeah. committed to it. Oh, he is. We You're... can stop being shocked, I think. You think? Yeah. But every time we say that he does something even more shocking. But I'm I'll admit it though. It's like I told Bakari Sellers when he called and we were talking. Oh, I yeah. asked him, was he surprised? He said, No. I said, I gotta tell you, man, I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised <laughs> that Donald Trump is doing and saying this stuff. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah. Right. Come on, uh, nephew, let's get to this letter, please. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Strawberry letter. Yes. Here we go with this one. Subject my woman plays text games. Good morning to the best morning show in the nation. Oh, I'm a 43-year-old, attractive, intelligent, smart, working man, okay, uh, who lives, who loves his woman and daughter very much. I just knew it was going to be a woman there. A smart, working man who loves his woman and daughter very much. My woman is an attractive 42-year-old who I never could get to believe in me 100%, but I love her anyway. I have not cheated on my woman, I do not drink, and I treat my woman as good as she will let me. We decided that it was time to take our relationship to the next level, so we agreed to live together moving toward marriage. A few days ago, I received a 
a text message from a woman who said she met me at a workshop I was a part of in New York City. The woman said she was attracted to me and wanted to know if I still had a girlfriend. I responded no, because I have a woman, not a girlfriend. This statement made me wonder if my woman was playing text games with me. I quickly concluded in my mind that this was not possible because my woman is mature and would not do this. Boy, was I wrong. Then she asked if I could, if she could call me at 6 o'clock p.m. I said, sure you can. This is where the texting stopped. Later that evening, I was speaking to my woman, and she started asking me questions about, do you flirt when you are out, etc. My answer was yes, but flirting does not turn into sex. I then knew the woman who texted me was my so-called woman. She quickly admitted that she was the one texting me and that I was going to do something with this woman because I admitted that I did not have a girlfriend. I told the truth. I thought I had a woman. I thought I had a woman. Well, I was wrong because only my girlfriend would play a text game with me instead of asking me a question face to face. After explaining that I was not cheating but curious, she then hung up the phone. Was this entrapment? If she does not trust me, why didn't she just leave me alone? Why didn't she just leave me alone? Just looking for feedback. Sincerely, good man looking for a woman who does not play text games. Uh, you know what, dear good man, it does sound like your woman has trust issues with you. It sounds like she is a little immature. And, um, you know, but you know, you cannot tell a woman that you were curious about another woman. You just can't do that as a man. Um, you know, that doesn't do anything to ease her already suspicious mind. And I, I say you've got issues, too, because if you were completely happy with your woman, you know, what were you curious about anyway? And I do agree the texting stuff was tricky, you know, and all that. She was trying to trap you. And um, uh, I think you guys need to talk about this and work it out before you decide to get married, because I guarantee you it will only get worse in the marriage. Twelve minutes after, we'll be back. Some code cracking going on in this oh, one, Steve? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, 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 yeah. this is a real cold this is a crack, crack letter. letter. It's, it's so. the undercurrent. Uh-huh. This is cold crack yeah. up. I thought you would say that. Morning show. But right now, come on, Steve, let's go with part two of today's Strawberry Letter. Good morning to the best morning show in the nation. I'm a 43-year-old, attractive, intelligent, smart, working man who loves his woman <laughs> and daughter very much. My woman is an attractive 42-year-old who I could, who I never could get to believe in me 100%, but I love her anyway. I have not cheated on my woman. I do not drink, and I treat my woman as good as she will let me. First of all, dog, let's go on. Quit playing with each other. You done wrote me. I'm an adult male, full grown. He's an attractive male. You 43. Come on, man. You wrote the wrong, you wrote the letter to the wrong person. You know good and well as a man, you cannot write a letter of any kind. <laughs> and I do not know what the underlining meaning is. So now, brother, I hope you was ready for the truth, because that's what I'm gonna tell you. Crack because it. your letter is not full of the truth. First of all, I question any man who starts their letter off with, I am a 43-year-old, attractive, intelligent, smart, working man. Right there. If that don't have a woman, wrote all over it. That's it. I'm a 43-year-old, attractive, intelligent, smart, working man. Okay, dog. Already I know that you want something else. His woman, he loves his woman and daughter very much. My woman is attractive, 42-year-old. Who I could now here's the line where the letter starts telling the story. 
42-year-old, who I could never get to believe in me 100%. When a man starts a letter like this, he's setting you up to justify an action he's about to commit. Because he got a woman that he never could get to believe in him 100%. So then I question the rest of the next statement then. But I love her anyway. I've not cheated on my woman. I do not drink. And I here's another trick line. I do not drink. And I treat my woman as good as she will let me. That means there's a hole somewhere. Right. There's uh-huh. a void that he ain't filling mm-hmm. for some reason. And he wants us to let us know up top. It's because she doesn't believe in right. him 100%. Right. So the brother's mm-hmm. setting us up for what he about to do. Then after all of this, don't believe in you 100%. We decided it was time to take our relationship to the next level. So we agreed to live, live together moving towards me. For what? <laughs> you have got found you a woman who's attractive but don't believe in you 100%. You moving towards marriage with what? Mm-hmm. Not 100%? Oh, come on, dog. A few days ago, here's what. I received a text from a woman who said she met me at a workshop in New, New York City. The woman said she was attracted to me and wanted to know if I still had a girlfriend. Now, here's the whole letter. I responded, no. See, that's all he put. Then he thought to himself. He didn't put this in the text. He thought to himself, because I have a woman, not a girlfriend. He didn't text that to the girl. Don't get confused, ladies. All she said was, do you have a girlfriend? He responded, no, because I have a woman, not a girlfriend. See, he didn't tell the girl, no, I don't have a girlfriend. I have a woman. He just told oh, the girl okay. no. no. Right. Then oh, he played okay. it in his mind. I agree with you. Because I have mm-hmm. a woman, not a girlfriend. Oh, so you got to understand okay. how dudes is. Mm-hmm. This statement so made correct. me wonder if the woman was playing text game with me. Mm-hmm. I concluded in my mind it couldn't be possible because my woman is mature and would not <laughs> do this. Boy, was I wrong. Then she asked if she could call me at 6 p.m. I said, sure you can. Okay, dog, come on now. Right. Come on now. <laughs> call you at 6 o'clock for what? <laughs> what y'all finna? If you just flirting. Calling at six to talk about what? All right, Steve, thank you so much. You know we got to get out of here. Join me today live, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, for the Strawberry Letter Live After Show on Facebook. Thank you. Now, we're going to talk about um, the Strawberry Letter today and everything, but right now we're going to introduce our girl from the talk, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Under the Wood. (laughs) Cheryl, Cheryl. I don't mind being under the wood, Julia, because people need wood with the hurricanes and earthquakes. We praying for the Mexican people in their country, praying for the Japanese people. Just everything is happening. We praying for everybody. But let me tell you who we really need to talk about. Who, Cheryl? That day gone, President Trump need to learn how to read a damn teleprompter. I'm just, <laughs> man, just talking just, about that We're not earlier. just saying that. Yes. Thank you, to the Thank left you. and the right. <laughs> Steve, he like he read with his mouth open. Swear to God, look like he read. man. He be looking so trouble. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. They need to get him some hooked on fun. Remember highlights? Get him one of them highlight books or something. <laughs> get him hooked on. Boy, the president read out loud like Lonnie Cotton. Huh? Lonnie huh? Cotton. Lonnie Cotton. Boy, when it was time for him to read out loud, everybody in the circle, man, would just lock arms because we finna fall out each other. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something. Wait a minute. I'm going to try to get all the scoop 
when I get to the Congressional Black Caucus, I'll be at the Queen City brunch as the special guest of Congresswoman Alma Adams of North Carolina. Right, we working girl. together with HBCUs, but I'm trying to find all the dirt. Do Omarosa still have a job yeah. over at the White House? Yeah, so I'm going to be that. running up on people. You know, Cedric Richmond, the brother from Louisiana, is the mm-hmm. chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. trying to get youth summer jobs and more money for public service. But I'm going to try to reclaim some time with Maxine Waters and find out the real dirt that's going. Do y'all think Omarosa still got a job? Y'all think she do? Well, right. everybody else getting fired. I so why see not? why she would. Well, now, see, you never know. He might want to keep her because, you know, she might have some information that he might need. I'm going to try to find out what's going on. Because, you know, we ain't really talking to each other in the Republican Party like we used to. You know what I'm uh-huh. talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know where I will be going? I'm going to be going to Indianapolis, try to get that information out of there because I got to go to the Circle City Classic Parade, brothers and sisters. I'll be with my sorors of Iota Zeta chapter. You know, one of my sorority sisters is the uh, the president of the Indiana Black Expo. So who would know more about black people in Indiana than my sorority sister, Tanya Bell? But I'm going to be in the parade. I'm going to be in the parade, Shirley's. All right, girl. I hope girl. I can pin my wig down. I'm going to be in the parade <laughs> in Indianapolis. Cheryl. And I'm going to be at the comedy show with Aunt SJ and Bill Bevis. Now, you know Aunt SJ going to fall out, Tommy. He going to climb over thing, hunch his oh, pants up, and fall out. He's going to do a now. That's for sure. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But I bet he know how to read a teleprompter, though. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. <Steve. laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. You know we love you. Up next. Tony Braxton will be our special guest. Oh, we'll be right back. Oh, Get it together, Junior. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody. As promised, our special guest is multi-platinum Grammy award-winning singer. Uh, starred on Broadway, headlined her own show out in Vegas, man. Uh, she's got a new album coming out soon, and her debut single is called Deadwood. It's climbing the charts, mm-hmm. and she's going to be joining us right now to tell us about a new single and highly anticipated new album. We're going to find out what's been going on with her life and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the fabulous, the voice, Tony Braxton. Woo! Yes! Good morning! Welcome, girl. Thank you, Brad. Junior, Junior, say it again. <laughs> you, know what? you can't believe it. Ah. You're sitting right next to it. And her, she's yes. sitting next to you. Yeah, yes. in person. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You scared Are to you look, Well, you know, beautiful. <gasps> girl, the girl tell what that is. She touched you. Tony reached, Tony reached over and touched you. Oh, he jumped he out of his jumped seat. Out of his oh. oh, my gosh. Okay, um, talk to her. Somebody. <laughs> well, can you welcome her to the oh, show, man. at least, Tony, Junior? Tony Braskett. Yes. Um, Welcome to the Steve Hardy Morning Show. <laughs> it is such an me. honor to have you here. And would you like to get married? <laughs> <laughs> right off the rip. Sad. That's, that's, that's his voice when he's speaking in his, in his low tones, Tony. That's bass. Oh, for that's Junior. what it is. That's yeah, I'm at max right now. <laughs> Ooh, Tony, how you been? <laughs> I'm good. Man, man, man. Good to see you. You too. You look beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Always that. got herself together. Mm-hmm. You know Always. Always. Oh, got the little tabs on. I see a lot of women yeah. with that now. Got the little tabs yeah. on the pants. Yeah. Shirley, yeah. you got some tabs on your pants. I do. Too, yeah, I do. You know how expensive it is to look this. Yeah. Keep it Tony. You know. Speak on it, Tony Braxton. To buy some stuff that's already told. Yeah. You know? Ah. 
That is, oh, man. That is amazing. That's that so is. funny. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, Girl, you've been doing it. You're, uh, you, you're right now, uh, you're in the studio. You're putting the finishing touches on your eighth solo album. Tell us about the new music. Did you say eighth? Eight. Yeah. Wow. Telling my age a little bit. Wow. But just your talent and, you know, no. Your status in the business, your longevity. Amazing. I'm very blessed. Yeah. I'm excited. This is my eighth LP. You can't say LP anymore. I was going to say. You yeah. know what? I, that's crazy. Nobody says that anymore. You're right. Working on your eighth album. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that's big. What do you say now? You can't say album. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it changed. My yeah. eighth streaming. My yeah. Eighth yeah, what do you say? Digital right. My recording. son came out of the basement down in storage. He said, Dad, what are these? They CDs. The hell you mean, what are these? They damn CDs. I got news for you. You take your ass up in the attic. There's albums up there. Oh, you can't say basement anymore. It is terrace. Oh, excuse oh. me, terrace. Oh, really? Terrace. The basement wow. is No the basements, no cellars. Oh, okay. Terrace. What is the no. attic? The attic is the law. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Go to the law. Yes. Yeah, the attic is the law. The Just law. like yes. your house is a chateau. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, talk yes. to us a little bit about this new project. I'm excited. The album comes out top of the year, and it's called Sex and Cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I like that title. I'm talking about some things. And this is the first project that I have that little black and white advisory thing in the corner. Oh. I'm excited. I feel like, whoa. Uh, really? Yeah. You have an advisory sticker? My first time. Tony. Wow. Are you really? I've been a virgin. Right, <laughs> 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 man. Nothing, nothing wretched or nothing like that. Just uh -huh. some language. Some things I'm saying, a few curse words. Some things you have to say the H word. Some things you have to say the F word. Nothing else fits. Oh, okay. But it's not like, you know, mm -hmm. itch better have uh -huh. my money, which I love that song. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. yeah. But it's not, you know. Yeah. Like That's that. not what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. not allowed to say that. So. That's why I said itch better have uh -huh. yeah. Itch ain't got it. my money. I just got to take my ass home. <laughs> <laughs> Itch might sue me, and then itch or have all of my money. Yes. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Yeah. I see. We're itch. still the same show. I see. Uh -huh. It's mm -hmm. a. It, it, it's a. How, how do you feel about the project? Because if you're doing something like this, you got to have put some different thought into it. What was your thinking on this project? This project, I was comfortable with being an adult. I know this sounds crazy. In the past, I was comfortable having my heart broken and singing about it. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, I can talk about the issues and say, you know, there's a song on the album called F-O-H. Oh, yeah. Y'all know oh. what that means, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. you got to say F-O-H. You got to say it. <laughs> and so I'm saying it on this album. Why am I trying to figure out? Okay, Steve, you didn't know what that meant? No, hell no. I, so I got, I got you. Don't yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write it out for you. Let me we got you. Okay, no, let her write it out. You've been saying it. Right there. Oh, yeah, you know what to say. You've been saying here, Tony. You know, how do you say? I've been saying it. What do you think this letter means? Oh, I know what that means. Out of here. Here. Ah. <laughs> you told me, too. You don't tweet a lot, huh? You don't text a lot. You don't no, I don't. <laughs> F-O-H. I'm going uh -huh. That's not your, like, home association. For home. For home. Yes, for home. Four. Go. That's how I say four. <laughs> yes, it is. How many you got? We got four. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for three more. Oh, okay. So yes. we got that on the album. Yes, like ah, uh -huh. uh, you don't right. want to be here F O H. Mm -hmm. Oh, if you don't want to be here, you yeah. right? Okay. So that's similar to uh, oh, God. that's like Fantasia's song. 
What she say? If you don't want the... me, don't talk to me. Yeah. Free yourself. Free yourself. Yes. So since we've moved up yeah. to the advisory sticker, yeah. you ain't got to free yourself. <laughs> you just gonna get the F O H. H yo <laughs> monkey. <laughs> Pretty much. Get in your blankety blank car and drive your ass on out of here. Oh boy, I need yeah. me an album. Yeah. <laughs> I can start doing albums right now. Hey, 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 uh, before we talk about the single on, on right here, I, I talked to you about Vegas. Yeah. How was that for you? Because Good. you have to be I a major it. star to do a show in Vegas. You can't come out there and ain't got no damn hits. Hmm. Yeah, very good. Mm. That's hard, crazy. but I loved it. I love everything about it. I get to talk to the people. They were really close. But I have to tell you more about that later. We can talk. Okay, cool. We're going to come back right after this. We got more with Tony Braxton. Tony y'all stick Braxton. around. Yeah. She's got a new project coming out. She's a legend, y'all. Yeah. F-O-H. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we are here with the one and only, the legend. She is Tony Braxton. She uh, blessed us today uh, with her presence. She is Live a brand new. Live in the studio. Yeah. She's, Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> she's a brand new, uh, what, what are we saying it is now? It's not CD, not album, well, not well, LP. Like a brand stream. new music. A new stream. Brand a new, new stream. Music. Yeah, a new stream. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when it comes out, stream. what we're going to do is we're going to put the Steve Harvey touch on it. And I'm going to send everybody to Apple. At the same time mm-hmm. and run it to number one. We've done that four times oh, on yeah. this show. Yeah. We've ran four mm-hmm. albums to the top of the charts that day. Because yeah. we have loyal people. See, these people that listen to this show, they still buy albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a lot That's of baby truth. boomers listening uh-huh. to me. Somebody send TT down there and get the CD. <laughs> TT got a cast ass down there. <laughs> but this is gonna be good. The, the lead single is Deadwood. It's quickly yeah. climbing the charts. I love it. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Tell us about this. The the name of the song Deadwood. Yeah. Do you know what Deadwood is? Uh, we just I, got F O A, baby. Okay, guys. Yeah. Okay. Deadwood. Remember, you were a kid and you used to see like this piece of wood. It was just there, just dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there. Yeah, you yeah, would kick that. it about. You okay. didn't care about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. It's, Still oh, another Deadwood. said love yeah, song. Yeah, I got but you. Deadwood. But, but oh, that's yeah. your specialty, though. Yeah, you give of. women a chance to, to get it out. To vent. Yeah. 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 I like and in that like voice, you you didn't in this project. You didn't. Did you go pop or anything like that? Or you? Just, I just did what I love. That's the song on there called "Sex and Cigarettes." Like you come home, you come into the bed smelling like sex and cigarettes. Why are you here? That's uh-huh. why we call the album "Sex and Cigarettes." Oh, right. okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right, Tony. You All come right. girls, here you know smelling like sex about. and yes. cigarettes. I, what? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or sex and cigar. <laughs> you know? I cannot. But, you know, I can't sing that. Yeah, you can't say <laughs> right. Yeah, you coming in. You smelling like anything <laughs> other than me. You heard? <laughs> yeah, they, yes. that's what they don't Uh-oh, like. You heard? But, I feel good about that. Does that sound uh-huh. authentic? Yeah, it yes, did. it did. I did say that. Mm-hmm. You heard and you did. You, you did. It that was good? Sound yeah, good. Uh-huh. absolutely. sound good. Yeah, I don't, uh-huh. I haven't mastered I none of that yet. I'm still, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you dig? And that little boy looked at me and said, excuse me? <laughs> no, that's, that's coming back. Yeah, d- you dig is you definitely dig is coming the word back. now. It is. You dig is uh, the word? It's coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. You dig. I, that's cool, because yeah. I kept it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it never left. It on some <laughs> show. Yeah. You dig. You dig. What's happening? That little boy was me. 
But Tony, this Deadwood single, the new single, it's classic Tony Braxton. Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I love the song. I just heard it yesterday. Did you? Uh-huh. And it, it's really good. It's nice. classic Tony Braxton. You're in great voice. I absolutely mm-hmm. love your voice. You know I'm one of your biggest fans. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> well, we're going to play it, too. But, you know, that's a good thing for your fan base because they don't want you to not be Tony Braxton. Yeah, it's important. You're that right. would crush them, yeah. you know. And so many people, you know, they go and try to do what's new and hot, and that yeah. ain't what. No, but as an artist, you always feel like you have to try it. Right. You never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try it. Mm-hmm. That's not for me, even though I love hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not yeah. for me. But, you know, but we still appreciate singers. Absolutely. They're dying, man. Yeah. And you just go, wait a minute, man. Is anybody going to just sing a great song? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? My favorite rapper is Drake. You guys know that. But my kid's like, no, my Drake's a singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he what you yeah. say, and thus why he's a singer. My favorite. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. my kids, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. changing a little so bit. So, who do the kids like? Who do your kids like? They like Drake. They like Jesus. They got, Tell me, who do they like? Kodak Black. Kodak Black. Oh, yeah. Kodak uh-huh. Black. Mm-hmm. Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. Yeah, Lil that's Lil who uh-huh. my kids Yachty. like. Yachty, yeah. Uh-huh. Who is who's Kodak the other person? Black. Extension. I don't really know. They like that. Those, yeah. <laughs> But the dude is over there just firing them off. Yeah. He know all of them. But they love Drake. They love Drake, but he's a singer to them. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's a singer. My kids have started to gravitate. Like when they had their friends over and had their little parties, Mm -hmm. they have, uh, they play ratchet. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. They get ratchet. And Mm -hmm. I be going, really, why is this on? (laughs) What, What unintelligent person released this and thought it was a hit? Dad, it ain't nothing, but it's just hot. That's what they like. But that's, that's what, what they, they like. like. We yeah. loved rap. When we first yeah. heard rap, that was our things. Our parents were probably looking at us like, for real. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they like bebop or rock and roll, my parents' generation. Is that yeah. right? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. is mm-hmm. the music mm-hmm. of the kids now. But I back could. to you and Deadwood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, remember Your me? new single. <laughs> you know what it is, though? We're talking to Tony. She's we family, family, so we yeah. just be talking. I know. We're just, yeah, conversation. We're really just catching up. Yeah, because we haven't gonna seen We're going to play Deadwood, and then when the album, well, when the stream comes out, we're going to run it to the top of the Apple charts. Sex and cigarettes. Thank you. Sex and cigarettes. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a girl's favorite. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. Really? It's about to be an anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex and cigarettes. Don't come and in here. Age. Yes. Smelling like sex and cigarettes. Take a bath is what you need before you get there. What? <laughs> Who said that? Tommy, Tommy. crazy. What? <laughs> Take a bath before you get home. Yeah, that's Tommy. Who yeah, says yeah. that out loud? Uh-huh. No, he did, no, said, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, Tony. <laughs> she said, who says that out loud? His <laughs> we, ass do. We have one. Take a bath yeah. before you get home. Shut up somewhere. So you come home smelling fresh. You know, really. Uh, if you're too fresh, yes, then we know. Then like, we know. Hey, Tony, my yes. thing was I did a remake of uh, Shirley Murdoch's uh, As, As We Lay. We lay. Mm-hmm. Because I had the experience one time when I was young. Uh-huh. Uh, I stayed at this woman's house, and then the sun came up. Oh, you can tell it all. she didn't wake me up. <laughs> Man, when I woke up and looked at that telephone... <laughs> How many messages? In the words of Thomas Miles, I had 800 missed calls, 600 text messages. And I, I started getting dressed, 
I had my drawers. I had one foot in my drawers. I had no, I couldn't find no other sock, so I just put one on. It had fell down up under my heel. It's too yes, late, yes. dog. I got my shoes on the wrong foot. I'm driving home trying to think, what am I going to say when I pull up in this house? So I, not, the thing that I came up with was, I was looking at this telephone pole. I said, if I go right into this telephone pole Hold at right around there. 40, Hold right there. We got to come back. We got to take a break. Tell me off the air. Tell me what happened. We'll have more with Tony Braxton when we come back. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, here we are. Back with Tony Braxton. So, Tony, you seem like today. really interested in this story. So, what happened was. <laughs> what happened was. I was at this girl's house long, long time ago. Long and time ago. Long time ago. This was even when I was in my prior years of ignorance. <laughs> and uh, she didn't wake me up. <laughs> Hell no. I said, why didn't you wake me up? You were sleeping so good. So I, cute. You were right. heifer. You know, good in hell well, I ain't supposed to be over here. Yeah. So I get in the car. No, now, I ain't got, but I got my shoes on the wrong foot. I only got my drawers on one leg. <laughs> yeah. My pants is damn near inside out. The pockets is on the outside. <laughs> this is how fast I'm going. I couldn't find my tie. I right. sold insurance back at that day. I couldn't find damn. my tie, uh-huh. so I just left it. <laughs> I got glitter and lipstick all uh-uh. over. So I'm driving home, so I see this telephone pole. Uh-huh. This was before airbags was in cars. Oh, okay. So I said, if I take this car mm-hmm. at around 40 mm-hmm. and hit it and wrap it round now, yeah. Come on, boy. I can go to the hospital without too much damage, <laughs> and then I will just be in the hospital all night. Long. But you need that. You need That's what excuse. I think. But I, I didn't have insurance on my car, so I, I had to ride that out. So I went around the pole about three times trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then uh, finally, man, I just said, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I just drove on to the house. And? She was up. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, she was up. She been uh-huh. going on that night. So what did you say? I just want to know what you come up with. So I said... You ain't gonna believe this, man. Uh-uh. I've been fighting this N-word all night long. <laughs> he grabbed me, and I grabbed him, mm-hmm. and we were just holding each other and wouldn't let each other go. Well, and I was in for the fight of my life. She looked at me, and she said, uh-huh. why are your shoes on the wrong feet? I said, because they came off during the fight. When I got out there, I just grabbed. <laughs> she said, so you want me to think you've been fighting all night long? With lipstick right. and glitter. Uh-huh. His girl tried to grab him. Not special victims. And then unit. she jumped on it. And she yeah. was on me with the glitter and the lipstick. Yeah. And I she told her, get your boy. ass off here. Worth it, boy. Yeah, worth it. And I just stayed in it, man. I stayed in it, man. It took me about 30 minutes, man. She knew I was lying the whole time. That's all right. These are their yeah. stories. Wrote it, though. All I got to say. And this oh, is another episode boy. of Law and Order. <laughs> Criminal intent. <laughs> Tony, we glad you're here. I'm yes, here. yes. I'm glad I'm here too. And it's down the street. Well, I live far away. Nothing's down the street. I live in Calabasas. I got a pack of lunch. Calabasas. Oh, wow. But it's in the area. Mm-hmm. Not far. This ain't in it's the far. area. It's far, far away. This ain't in the area of Calabasas. You got to drop breadcrumbs. We in Sherman Oaks. What you talk with Shirley? We ain't even close to her house. No, what, 20, 30 minutes? Oh, that's pretty. What? (laughs)
20, 30 minutes. 45 minutes max. You can't get nowhere in L.A. in 20 minutes. I know. Well, Not I in gonna, the morning. I was going to say no traffic. It took me about an hour and a half. Oh. Not too bad. Okay, hour and 23 hour and minutes. That was long. Oh, man. Yeah. You left yesterday. The 101 doesn't move. Yeah. I'm by Hidden yeah. Hills. I'm far. Yeah. Like that. All right, everybody. Listen. This album is coming out, and when it comes out, we are taking it to the top of the chart. Cigarettes. You understand? Debut single is called uh, Deadwood. You can get it now. Mm-hmm. So what I want everybody to do is go to iTunes right now. This is our girl, Tony Braxton. Woo! Run it to the top of the charts. I need everybody right now at work. Download Deadwood. <laughs> Tony Braxton, download Deadwood. Do it now. Tony Braxton, we love you, girl. Love yes, we too. do. FOH. you're listening to the steve harvey morning show all right steve here we go your talk show today two very interesting guests from the kardashians chloe kardashian and scott disick chloe kardashian was really really nice Mm -hmm. yeah he got an outfit on Uh uh-huh you gonna want really I can't wait to see oh, it. Oh, she was, was so it, fly. Was it from her line or? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't okay. ask that. I okay. know she had okay. on a Chanel belt. That ain't oh. from her line. No, no, it's no. not. No, no. It's in her yeah. shoes wasn't from her. Them shoes, the shoes she had on so funky. Uh, yeah. Really? I told her, I said, Marjorie gonna want them shoes. She said, Steve, Marjorie has them. <laughs> <laughs> she said, please. Oh, man. Okay. She she was really cool. Oh, she good. She was really, really cool. She was. And like Scott? Chloe. You know, he was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, I don't really know him, you know, mm-hmm. like that. I don't yeah. really know. Mm-hmm. I never met him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I was my was first, first time son. meeting her. Oh, really? Yeah. I met the rest of them. I've met um, Kim, the mom. Kylie. Mm-hmm. Oh, the mom. The Chris. mom is really cool, man. Uh-huh. She's really cool. Yeah. Well, you can't be in LA, back in L.A. and not have the Kardashians on. I mean, right. <laughs> on your show, right? <laughs> right? Of course, you know, I'm looking for Kim and uh, Kanye. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is my wish list for dream guests. Okay. At the top of the list, mm-hmm. Barack and Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's at the top of my uh-huh. list. Uh-huh. If I could get them, man, that would really make. Uh, next That's on good. the list is Jay and Beyonce. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to yeah. get them on the show. Uh-huh. Okay. Together or you want uh, them together as a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll be good. I like Kevin that. Hart mm-hmm. and his wife would be my next. Mm-hmm. Okay, guess. Nico. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Kevin, man, uh, you know um, he Kevin's a friend of mine. So all mm-hmm. this just swirling around him, you know, he gonna survive it. It's it's a tough, tough position to be in. I think everybody learns a lesson here. I think uh, you know you have to make allotment for people to err, man. You know, stop thinking because people are celebrities or they ministers they're perfect. that mm-hmm. they not humans, man. Right. Mm-hmm. They all human beings. Absolutely, and subject uh, to error. And right. once you're famous, your mistakes have a spotlight on them. Mm-hmm. And the mistakes become glaring to the public. You know, my uh, hope for all of this is that their family can survive it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my only hope in this thing is that their family can survive. Kevin's strong enough to take this. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm out there in the light, I'm strong enough to take it. What the concern is, his children and his wife. Mm-hmm. Now, I know what everybody's going to say. Well, he should have thought about that. I got all of that. I got all of that, what you're saying. 
That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm not passing judgment here, and I'm definitely not giving anybody a free pass. I'm just talking about the part of it that when you do make the mistake, can we can we make allotment for that? Or are we so perfect in our own life that we just we just ready to climb on the wagon and just run him run him out of town? I don't think that's the case. I think that he's made a mistake. He admitted to it. They tried to extort him. You know, he's fighting it. None of this would have happened had it never happened, though. And so that's still there. Right. So, but he's my friend, so I'm standing beside yeah, him. Yeah, and extortion is We're against the law. Yeah. yeah, he's my friend, mm-hmm. so I, I yeah. stand beside. I stand beside all my friends when they make mistakes. Hopefully, they would stand next to me. All right, uh, thank you, Steve. We'll be back with just one more thing to close out the show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are back with just one more thing as we close out the show. Interesting day, huh? Tony was a great man. Guest, huh? Yeah. You all right, Junior? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. <laughs> no, I really love it. He was devastated. Yes, he was. I really love He really, her. really was. <laughs> Tommy, you were mumbling something uh, or looking. Last break. Yeah, yeah, last break when Steve was talking. Um, what's your take on this whole thing? Wait, wait, wait. Kevin? Just your Kevin. life, yeah. yeah. Just, just. Oh, just, you know, because I don't pass judgment on nobody. I just look at other people and things they going through, and I figure out what I got to do. I got to have side piece meet. I will quit my side piece when I got this news. <laughs> Jesus. When I got the news, I quit my side. I said, "Listen, you see this here? We can't have this. Here. Look at this here. This could be an epidemic when side pieces get to tripping like this. We can't have that. We got to sit down and have a side piece meet. No, you, you understand? I call to order. It is it's a definite call to order. We have got to sit down and have this conversation. Wow. Man. How do you open a meeting like that? I mean, what's the first thing you say? I don't even Don't do what the hell we just got through seeing. <laughs> first thing first. Right you know, out the back. Tommy. Huh? <clears throat> Please help him. Listen now. This is this is a horrible situation. I what I want. Because I've known Kevin for years. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. But let me tell y'all something. Good people make bad mistakes. Every day. Good people make bad decisions all the time. Every day. I think I'm a good person. And you are. I have made some bad mistakes and some bad decisions. And this isn't the last bad decision he will make. Now, it will probably not be on this level. Mm Mm-hmm. Or this same one. Sometimes, man, when you take the whipping, you get the lesson. Right. Right. This is one of those things, man, where you've got to go, man, y'all hang in there. And I'm really just wanting the family to survive it. Mm-hmm. You know, but when a man steps forward and goes and explains it to his kids, his wife, that's 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 hard. That's that's hard. And it's true what he said. I mean, you as a celebrity have said this before, that he feels like he has a target on his back. Mm-hmm. He's and a so target for what, people. What becomes increasingly difficult is like, you know, what a lot of celebrities I know talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be in the limelight. Now, the fact that you have a target on your back has to cause you to use even greater judgment. But I'm going to tell you something, too. You've got to be mindful of the people that's around you. Because you gotta have people in your circle to say, hey man, you can ready to do what, dog? Yo, 
whoa, whoa, come here. Hold up. Hold up, man. We finna go do what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 man. I can go do that. You can let Nuck Nuck go do that. <laughs> yeah. Junebug can go do that. You can't go do that, dog. We do that to you a lot, Steve. A we, lot. We, <laughs> we pull <Yeah>. you back. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I thank God for Boomerang. Okay. Because That's Boomerang great. has been a steady friend of mine mm-hmm. in that regard. Because Boomerang has always over the years, from Kings of Comedy all the way through, mm-hmm. yo, dog. Uh-uh, man. Here we going down there for. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we're, no, <laughs> you no. sound just like him, Tommy. <laughs> no, no, we, we, we ain't, we ain't going down there. That. That's really nice of you to say, though, Steve. I mean, but he, he has your been back. Yeah. a stabilizing force. Like, if he foresees something mm-hmm. with all his knowledge and his life experiences, he'll go, yo, man, no, you ain't doing that. That's cool. crazy. Mm-hmm. No, you can Boom do something else. Boomerang's your real friend, though, dog. Right. Really you know, man, but you, you can do something else, dog, but you ain't finna do that. And you got to have people around you at this level. Absolutely. Who have your best interest in heart that will be a voice of reason for you. Because sometimes at this level, you don't see everything. Mm-hmm. You don't You don't see it. You Sometimes you just go. And sometimes, man, just in life, man, you just want to do what you want to do. Well, doing what you want to do, you can't no more. Because we live in these big, pretty prisons, that's what celebrity is, man. And this is what people don't get. For me, and I, I describe it this way, it's like living in a big, pretty prison. Oh, you get to go all these fabulous places, but you got to stay in a confined area, partner. Mm-hmm. You can't, oh, you coming to the VIP party that we throwing for you? But see, that whole party not for you. You better get your ass in that corner behind them velvet ropes and stay there. Yeah. You can't go into that party. Yeah. That party not for you. And even what's going on behind the velvet ropes, you got to have people back there on the other side of the ropes going, no, no, you can't do that in here. No, no, you can't take this picture in here. No, no, you can't hold him like that. Hey, y'all got to get out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, excuse me, ma'am, you got to put your top on. You got to get out. Mm. Yeah. See, you got to have this in your life, man. It's so serious because this is extortion and that's a crime, you know. Well, see, this is why I want you to help me with my book. How to do the wrong thing the right way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's one, more, a sale, one more time. One more time. How to do the wrong thing the right way. He's ignorant. Ah, he really, really ah. is. Do you see it? This has got to be New York bestseller right here. How to do the wrong thing the, the right, right way. Man. Wow. I'm too through with this fool here, man. <laughs> Golly. Huh? She ain't trying to be all serious. <laughs> Because it's not how to do the right thing. Forget that. Uh-uh. No, how That's to out do, of the window. The, everybody know how to do right. How to do the wrong thing <laughs> the right way. Yeah. See, that way when I do something wrong and if I do it the right way, I'm, no, you're not going to know about it. Man, this boy here's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> we can sell this, Uncle Steve. You're not finna mess my life up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a great weekend, okay? Do the right it's thing. Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah. I don't Just, care. Just <laughs> have a great weekend. Y'all have a great weekend because my ass will be working. Y'all have a great weekend. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.